Alright guys, uh, so turn your Bibles to Jeremiah 31, 33. Yeah, Jeremiah 31, 33. So if you're unfamiliar with the book of uh, Jeremiah, it's one of those long prophetic books in the Old Testament. Uh, so Jeremiah was a prophet and most of the book is God rebuking the people of Israel for not keeping his commandments. So despite the rebellion, uh, in this small section, God keeps his promise and he tells them about this new covenant. So Jeremiah 31, 33. Uh, let me pray for us before we get started. Well, Lord, as we continue our time in the word, we ask that you would soften our hearts to receive your word. Help us to see our sin and see your holiness. In Christ. Amen. 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 Alright, let me read for us. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So to give a little context, a few verses earlier, God talked about the covenant initiated by him to his people, the Israelites. So it was made when, they, when he took them by their hand out of Egypt. However, they broke it. So in verse 32, you can see, My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. They committed adultery with sin. The Israelites would worship other idols, would have a lifestyle which didn't reflect being God's people. In God's foreknowledge, he planned a new covenant through his son, Jesus, so in verse 33, it talks a little bit about this new covenant. So let's begin with you know, understanding what a covenant is and how is it different from a contract. So to keep it simple, a covenant is based on an unconditional commitment that's based on relation. And a contract is based on a conditional commitment and it's put on a piece of paper and to some extent it's legally binding. So in verse 33, uh, what this new covenant? Uh, what is this new covenant, and how is it different from the old one, which uh, God made with Israel? So previously, Israel was instructed to follow the laws and keep the commandments written on the tablets of stone, and there was a blessing if they followed it, and there was a curse if they did not follow it. So here in this new covenant, uh, it says God will put His law within them, and He's writing it on their hearts. And there's also this emphasis on an interpersonal relationship when God says, I will be their God and they shall be my people. So look, look at verse 33. Notice who is initiating the covenant. It is God who is making the covenant with the house of Israel. It is God who is going to put the law within them. It is God who will write it on their hearts. It is God who will be their God and they shall be his people to help. And to help understand the last one better, look at verse 34. For they shall all know me. So what's also different about this covenant is at the end of verse 34 where he says, I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. So to help understand this text better, uh, in Hebrews chapter 8 and 9, the writer talks about the passage, this passage in Jeremiah, uh, why the old covenant was obsolete and it is because of the fault of man. So man did not hold his end of the covenant and in chapter 9 of Hebrews, the high priest would take the blood of goats and calves as a symbolic means to offer for his own sin and the unintentional sins of the people. So, but Christ, the greater high priest, in chapter 9, verse 12, says, Entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood 
of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing eternal redemption. So if there's one thing uh, to remember from verse 33, it would be God in his mercy fulfills the old covenant and made a greater covenant through his son. So God in his mercy sent his son to fulfill the old covenant, which the fallen man could not fulfill. And he made a greater covenant through his son, resulting in forgiveness, and he would remember our sins no more. So here in Jeremiah 31, 33, it seems like the covenant is only for the people of Israel. But God in his mercy welcomed us. So at the end of uh, Matthew chapter 28, Jesus commissions his disciples. And he doesn't tell them to go and make disciples of only Israel. He tells them to make disciples of all nations. So when God says, I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, the hope that we get from this covenant is that in the presence of God, Jesus is on our behalf. So Jesus is unlike the human high priest that had to offer blood for his own forgiveness or with the people every time. So Jesus appeared once to put it away, uh, put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So in Hebrews uh, 9, verse 27 to 28, I'll read for us. Uh, and just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time. Not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. So Jesus becomes the mediator between God and us. And he's a mediator for those who repent and continue to trust in him. That's what this covenant is about. So in Jeremiah 31, 32, when he says, Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on that day, when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. So back in the Old Testament, uh, the Israelites continued their adultery with sin. And they did it against God and they had a low view of God. So the commandments they were to follow were not in their hearts. Uh, and it's all because they loved their sin. They loved playing with it. So maybe one thing we could ask ourselves uh, is, do I flirt with sin? You know, in light of what God has done by orchestrating this whole plan of salvation, uh, we would have to ask this question, uh, do we continue to play with our sin? So throughout the year, a bunch of us would go to the desert and light a fire. And we would have dinner and conversations. And the fire in the fireplace or in the grill is a great thing. Uh, and it is helpful for us. So usually I'm one of those people that helps with getting the fire started or reviving it. And I tend to go overboard with the lighter fluid. And it's because, you know, hear me out, it's because I love seeing the flames go all the way up. Uh, and yeah, there have been moments where it could have gotten catastrophic, but sin is like playing with fire. You know that fire can hurt you, but you still love playing with it. And sin is what goes against a good God that intended uh, his people to live against the grain of sin. Sin is harmful. And so in verse 33, when God says, I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. So God gives us commands to keep us safe from sin. So he loves us. So look at verse 33. Uh, it is a privilege back with so much grace when God repeatedly says in this verse, I will make, I will put, I will write, I will be their God. God wants the best for his people. We as a church get to fellowship like this because of what God has done in our lives for our salvation. So if the gospel was not the basis 
of what we're doing right now, we really wouldn't be gathering at all. So God's initiative in this passage should encourage us in our walk with God. So knowing where our hearts are prone to wander throughout the day, specifically in places of temptation, uh, it should really increase our dependence on God. So the most practical and simple way is meditating on God continually. So our brother Shannon would uh, say to us guys uh, in college, this very hard truth, the day you stop meditating on God, expect sin. The day you stop meditating on God, expect sin. And to this day, it still rings. So our encouragement should be that God is on our side to fight sin. So he helps those who believe and puts trust in him and not in ourselves. So depend on God. So when God created man and woman, they were made in his image, which is holiness and perfection. So God intended man to live by his standards. But man taking the decision to be God himself chose to live by his human standards. So God doesn't tolerate a disobedient being because it's completely against God's own standard. Therefore, the only outcome for disobedience, selfishness, for sin, it's eternal punishment. So there's no other option to save ourselves, no matter whatever good we do. So the covenant that Israelites broke is a result of choosing sin over God. So God fulfills this new covenant which he just read to his son, Jesus. So it's because of his love for our sinners, he instituted a new covenant. And the Lord Jesus Christ, obedient to the Father, obeyed his command, fulfilled the old covenant, and in him, God fulfills the new covenant. So Jesus lived the life which we were supposed to live. He was nailed on the cross, taking our sin, taking the wrath of God for our sin, and he died in our place. And thank God it doesn't end there. Uh, Jesus defeated death, proving he is God. And he's coming back uh, to get those who believe in him. So that's when this covenant relationship with God becomes perfect. And until that time, while we are here on earth, we strive in God to honor this covenant. So Christians, meditate on God continually. And ask God to help you walk in line with the covenant that you're part of. He's living and he's working right now. Hence, all the more reason to go to him. So a question that you could ask is, is the word of God in your heart? Or ask God to help you depend on him. And if any of you is not a Christian, repent of your sin. Uh, choose God over the temporary pleasures that sin has to offer. Because it's not going to satisfy you. And you can ask any of the Christians here. It's just going to leave you wanting for more and to not be enough. Choose Jesus, and in Him, there's greater satisfaction. So talk to the person who brought you here, or I would love to uh, you know, walk you through this. So to repeat it one last time, God in His mercy fulfills the old covenant and made a greater covenant through His Son. So all the more reason 